Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your Source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Hot podcast. This is episode 613 for the 10th of Av in a regular year. So circumcision, a bris, giving a, a baby boy a bris after eight days of being born is probably the most obscure and difficult to understand commandments in Judaism. While there can be a lot of questions that come up surrounding this particular commandment, the one that I'm going to bring up today, first and foremost, is why would God put a child into the world that's imperfect, in a sense, that needs something done to it? So if God wanted a child to be circumcised, then why wouldn't God just create a child to be circumcised just like that? Like, why why do we have to have the child undergo this whole really intense surgical procedure. And this really actually points to a much broader question in terms of our lives here in this world and our role here on earth. We know that this comes up often in Judaism and discussions that come up in terms of the creation of the world that God purposefully actually created our world imperfect. He did not create a perfect world. He created one which needs a lot of work. And he specifically endowed us with the power and with the capacity and with the role of fixing and perfecting our world. And that's really what the mitzvah of circumcision really points to, really alludes to, is this idea that we're not perfect. We're not here in this world. The world is not perfect, but that doesn't exempt us of trying to fix it. He actually wants us to be partners in his creation of perfecting ourselves. So today we're actually really going to delve into this mitzvah of circumcision, but on a really, really deep level and how, while there is this specific literal mitzvah that applies to boys at the eight, at, at eight days old and why it's not relevant for, for girls is a discussion for another time, but there's this other idea of circumcision that really can apply to all of us, even if we're way beyond that age of actual literal circumcision. And that's the circumcision of our heart. And there's a really strong parallel between these two ideas, these, these ideas of this, the literal circumcision that, that happens to a baby and the circumcision that we need to engage in pretty much throughout our lives in our hearts. So what do I mean by this? So the whole idea of circumcision in general, if you think about it, I mean, it's where is the circumcision? It's in uh, a, a, a male, their, their sexual organ, right? That's where it happens to be quite explicit. And the idea of sexuality in general is really what you can think about is, is, the, is all about pleasure, 
right? I mean, there's the idea of procreation and all that stuff, but essentially, if we want to be really real about it, it's it's about pleasure. And the idea of a circumcision for a boy is that we're kind of, well, we're not saying that you should not have pleasure here in this world. Of course, we're in a world and God wants us to live our lives and to live a life that's enjoyable to us. And that is, well, we do have a purpose here. We do have a role in our lives. He wants us to enjoy ourselves along the way. We need to curb this pleasure and we need to make sure that it doesn't become overly indulgent, overly uh, hedonistic. And that's really ultimately one of the big ideas behind circumcision is kind of curbing this pleasure so that it doesn't go over the top. It doesn't become hedonistic, that there's always this like awareness of God and that really our entire pleasure is actually ultimately, if we really want to take it to the ultimate extreme, is being channeled towards godliness, towards our purpose, that they're not two separate things. So what this means to us on a spiritual level is that for us as well, spiritually speaking, we need to try to embody this idea, this to try to embody this, this uh, level of being where we circumcise, where we kind of sacrifice our entire lives to God in a sense. And again, that doesn't mean that we're not going to experience pleasure along the way, but it actually means that we are just having a little bit more of a, a refined type of pleasure. So now in the mitzvah of circumcision, interestingly enough, there are actually two components to it. There's the component of mila, which is the removal of the outer layer of the foreskin. And then there's the component of what's known as priya, which is the removal of, of, of a more fine uh thinner membrane. And there's this idea in uh, in the mitzvah of circumcision that you need both. And that if you just do the outer part, the mila part, and not the priya, then you haven't fulfilled the mitzvah. So we're going to talk today about what these two components of circumcision have to do, how they apply to our lives, and how we can encompass these things on a spiritual level. And ultimately, what this is going to point to and this is going to be really the focus of tomorrow's episode, which is a sneak peek into that, is the importance of giving staka, which is, as we've seen so far, a huge theme of Igeris HaKodesh. So in brief, the way that we can kind of understand these two layers, like the kind of two layers of the membrane, uh, which we can think of the first one as a as, as being like the outer layer, the more coarse layer is like that more outer layer. And then there's the finer layer, which is we can think of as the inner layer. We can understand this by going back and listening to yesterday's episode and reviewing what we learned there about the heart and about the two dimensions, the two layers of the heart, which as we'll see really parallel these two dimensions of circumcision. So there's the outer part of the heart, which is this more like external, superficial type of passion that we can have, which the Ultra Rebbe defines as being more intellectually based. These are things that we get really passionate about, maybe different ideas. Maybe if you're, if you're very political, you know, if you have strong opinions on things, uh, or even when it comes to God, if you have this intellectual based passion about something, this is going to be the outer layer of your heart. The inner layer, layer of your heart is a lot more subtle. It's a lot more essential to who you are. And it's not necessarily something rational. It's actually not rational at all. This is like a love that you that a parent might have for a child. This is a love of, that a person will have for something that's so precious to them that it's like, it's beyond reason. It's like if somebody tries to 
attack or contradict that thing the person will get like irrationally upset it's like it's not it's not a reasonable thing it's not something that like you can be explained through logic or reason so we can all relate to this in some way if we think about different things in our lives like when we think about our passions what are the passions in our lives that we are passionate about that are intellectually based and what are the 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 things in our lives that we're passionate about that go way beyond intellect that are way more subtle than that it may not be so clear at first where things are coming from but if you think about it then then it might become clearer to you so now when we come when so while the, it's true that there are these two levels of passion um for anything in the world really just any type of worldly thing any type of concept or idea or thing that this applies to our relationship with God as well, because that's always what we bring it back to, right? And our and how we're trying to cultivate this relationship with God. And we've talked about at length about how to cultivate a relationship with God and a love of God that is intellectually based. And that's something that is within the capacity of every person. We can we all have the ability to learn more about God, to study chasadas like you're doing right now, right? And the more we study these things, the more passionate will become will become about God. The more we'll understand these ideas and it will kind of infuse it into our lives and we'll be just kind of thinking about these things all the time. So that's great. That's that's really good. And that's what we can liken to this first level of the circumcision. Like we can parallel it to the circumcision, which is called Mila, the the circumcision of the coarse outer layer of the membrane. So it's like we are basically circumcising the outer layer of our hearts. We're we're taking this more external level of of uh of our passion the passions of our heart and we're curbing them to being passionate about God on an intellectual level. But now what about the more internal level? What does this mean spiritually speaking? This is a love of God that just like when a parent has a love of a child that is totally beyond reason that's not intellectually based at all. This is the love of God that we all have essentially and we've talked about this elsewhere as well that's beyond intellect that's beyond any kind of comprehension that's really essential to who we are it's our pintalilid as they call it as that that little spark within us that's like that we would give our lives for god it's a life or death kind of thing and this level is not as easy to access at least not in this more linear progressive way it's not something that we can access purely by meditation alone about this level it actually talks about how uh there's a there's a phrase that says hashem mm-hmm. that hashem will circumcise our heart it actually comes from the outside it actually comes from god only god can circumcise our heart or our heart on that level so what does that mean this means that there is an active component to circumcision what for uh, of our hearts which is this intellectual type of work that we do but then there's another level that's more about us receiving the circumcision from god but nevertheless what we'll learn tomorrow is there actually is an active component that can help us to initiate this from god that can make us receptive to god uh circumcising us on this deeper level, this deeper level of what we know as Priya. And what that thing is, as I mentioned, is Sukkah. And so we'll explore more of that tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. But for now, let's get into the text. And as we'll see today's episode, as I mentioned, is really going to be focusing on the two layers involved in circumcision, in actual circumcision, and how these relate to the two layers, the two dimensions of the heart. So for context, we are still in the middle of Epistle 4, which we began yesterday of Igeris HaKodesh. 
And the altar of it begins today. And he says that not everybody merits to achieve this deeper love of God, this love of the, of the umka de liba, the, from the depths of the heart, which is that more internal dimension of the love of God, of the heart that we spoke about yesterday. So not everybody merits this level to achieve this level in a way of true inwardness. Uh, but, uh, and why, why can not everybody access it? It's because this level, this level of God, like, uh, the godliness found in every person is in a way of exile. It's, it, this is the exile of the Shekhinah, the indwelling Shekhinah, of the indwelling of God, which is because, because this is the, the spark of, of what is the spark of every Jewish person? Like when we talk about this Pintaliyid, the spark of Jewishness, the spark of God, godliness within all of us, this is the Shekhinah. And the Shekhinah is in Galus, unfortunately. Why? Why is the Shekhinah in Galus? Uh, because as the sages taught, and this is in the Gemara from Megillah, page 29a, that when the Jewish people were exiled into Babylon, then the Shekhinah went with them. So it's like God is together with us in in exile. And interestingly, it specifically talks about the, the exile of Babylon, of Babel, because Babel is made up of the word that's it's actually, from what I understand, the word to Babel actually comes from Bavel, you know, like the Tower of Bavel, that actually is like when everybody, the their, um, the languages of the world got all mixed up and nobody understood it, each other. That's the the epitome of Gallus. That's the epitome of the exile that we're in is this exile of Bavel, this exile of Babel, of, of um, incomprehension. Everything's muddled. Everything's mixed up. And so the fact that we're in exile, this actually causes the Shekhinah to be in exile as well. And so because the Shekhinah is in exile, this is why this level of the Umka Deliba, which is really ultimately the Shekhinah, is not something that's accessible to everybody. Because why not? Like, so how is it that this this level of the heart is in Shekhinah? So you know, historically, it's like, okay, we were in a Babylonian Babylonian exile and everything like that. But here on a spiritual deeper level, it's actually something that we're doing to ourselves. It's where a, a person actually vests this inner aspect of their heart, this umka deliba, and they're vesting it in foreign garments and in, in soiled garments of, of, uh, of the pleasures of the world, which are known as bavel. So it's like if a person, like this irrational feeling of love that, a per, that we're supposed to have for God, if a person channels this instead towards worldly things, has this like irrational, like uh, passion for whatever it is, I'm not going to give examples, but everybody can think of it on their own. Like when people are just like irrationally, like their whole life is like a about a certain thing that is very worldly, that's that's the the epitome of exile. That's like where the the exile of the shechina is is really present in that person, unfortunately. And this is and what this this is likened to. This is likened to the foreskin that covers up the 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 sexual organ of of a boy, and this uh, and it, and it, and it covers up the inner aspects of the heart. So. This is why now we're coming into this whole idea of circumcision. This is why it says, and this is from um, from Devarim chapter ten verse sixteen, where it says, "Umaltem et arlat that you should uh, circumcise the foreskin of your heart. So interesting, interesting. Even in Scripture, it talks about how this idea of circumcision is not just a type of circumcision for the boy for his. Uh, for a sexual organ, but it actually is something that we need to do for our hearts as well. And so just to 
kind of recap that. So it's like when we talk about like, why do we need to do a circumcision of our heart? Because this this level of passion that we have that's supposed to be directed for God is unfortunately when it's in exile, it's pas- we're passionate about things that have nothing to do with God that are just like very... Um, worldly and this could be like an external type of passion or it can be a really internal type of passion like where people are really irrationally passionate about things that are very worldly and very ungodly so how do we circumcise our hearts what does that mean so we know that in regular circumcision so we talked about this in introduction there are two aspects there's the aspect of mila which is known as excision, and there's the aspect of priya, which is uncovering. So mila is the idea of uncovering the the coarse foreskin, like it's like the basic first level of the circumcision of the breasts, and then the priya is the uncovering of the more thinner membrane. And so when we talk about the foreskin of the heart, then we also know that that it's what is this like more thinner membrane? These are the more uh, sub, the more subtle desires that are coarse. Also, so we see that there's also these two, like just like in a physical circumcision, we need these two aspects of mila and priya. We have to do both in our hearts as well. And there's a teaching of the of the sages in the Gemara and in uh, and in the Mishnah where it says. Mal velo faraki ilu lo mal. That if a, if a person performs a circumcision and just does that first step of mila without the priya, it's as if they didn't do the circumcision at all. So you need both in order for it to be a kosher cir- circumcision. And so, so too, when it comes to our hearts, is that we really, it's not enough for us to just like sit and study and learn about God. We have to somehow tap into this inner part of our heart. This is because this, uh, because th- this, even if we, we get to that external level of our heart and we were able to break through that external level of our heart, there's still this inner part of our heart, which is going to be uh, covered up in klipa. And this is, and, and it's in a way of captivity and exile. So, uh, so how, so how do we explain this and how do we go about this? How do we, ex- how do we go about circumcising our heart? So interestingly, when we talk about the actual, the first level, which we know of as Mila, so it says the the it says um, that you yourselves should uh, you shall remove this foreskin of your heart. So it's something active. It's something that we can do. And again, the way we do this spiritually speaking is by meditating upon God, learning about, about God, all of these things, trying to like really channel our intellects in this godly way, so that it can then translate and permeate into our hearts. However, when it comes to this more thinner membrane, this is something that's very difficult for us to do. It's not something that it's so simple that we can just like go and channel our passions towards God. This is something a little bit more essential to our being. It's not so rational. And about this, we actually see there's another verse that talks about this in also in Devarim chapter 30, verse 6, where it says, Umal Hashem et Hashem Where it says here, interestingly, it says that God will circumcise your hearts to come bring you to love God with your entire heart and your entire soul for the sake of your life. So here we see that when it comes to that external level of the circumcision, the mila, that's in our hands. That's something that we can do. We can actively do it in a very literal way where we go and we learn Torah and we think about God and that that 
causes us to curb these more intellectual passions. But when we talk about this more internal, more subtle level of the umka deliba, the depths of the heart, this is this level of priya, as we call it. This is something that only God can do. Why? Because really, ultimately, God is the only, is, is, your whole life. You're not your own whole life. God is your whole life. So this is why when we're talking about this more essential level that really is our life force, our our, our life being, this is this is God. So God has the power to do this. And so uh, this is why uh, this is why we can see now that this level of love that comes from the inner depths of the heart, from the the umka deliba, the inner part of the heart is totally above intellect. And so that's why now we can understand that when Mashiach will come, then it says that Mashiach is going to come with Hesech Hadat, that it's going to like the, the, the simple translation of that, it's going to come when we least expect it, when we're like not paying, when we're distracted basically. So why? It's, it seems kind of like, oh, it's going to be a surprise. Mashiach's here. But another way to understand it is it's specifically not going to be something, it's when our das is distracted, when our intellect is not, uh, is not going to be the focus anymore. We're actually going to be tapping into something that's above intellect because that's how Mashiach can come. That's how redemption can happen is from this level that is beyond ourselves, beyond our own capacities, our own intellectual abilities is from God himself. And this is the aspect of the revelation of the uh, of the inner aspect that's that's universal to everybody, and the 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 freeing, the liberation of the shechina, the 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 general shechina from exile and from captivity forever and ever. So it's not just about our own like inner work of our inner shechina, of our inner heart being uh, being revealed, but it's actually a collective thing. Like we're all part of this collective process. And now the ultra Rebbe focuses on the more individual part, and he says that just like collectively, there's this uh, there's this process that's going to happen where collectively the the shechina is going to be re- re- uh, redeemed. We actually see that the in the the individual spark of the shechina that's found in every single Jewish person, it actually does emerge out of its exile and captivity for a moment. Uh, during prayer. So interestingly, we get this kind of glimpse of this freedom and liberation during prayer, specifically when a person prays from with their heart, like it's they have the service of the heart from the depth of the heart, um, from this aspect of the inner part that is that is usually concealed uh, by the foreskin. And it's, and it soars upwards to cleave to God with a great, great, great passion, which is in this way of for the sake of your life, like this this uh, kind of a willingness to give up our lives for God. And this is what we can think of as the hesech hadat, the, the distraction of mind within a person. So when a person prays with a great intensity from this level that's like not rational, but actually just from the depths of their heart, then this is we're, we're tapping into this. This is a way that we can actually tap into momentarily this freedom from the exile of the inner part of our heart. Uh, but what we need to understand is this is a gift that's given to us from, from above. It's not something that's generated from our own place. So the external level of the circumcision, that's something that we generate through our own efforts, through our own intellects and all of that. Uh, but the inner circumcision, this is coming from God. This is a gift from God from a way of the supernal face of God, which we can, uh, we can understand this by like, this is, a, this is what is alluded to. And this is what a uh, citation that we've brought previously from Bamidbar chapter six, verse 25, where it says, that may God's face shine upon you. This is from the, 
uh, from the blessing of the Kohanim, that God's face, again, panim is pnimios, it's the inner part, will shine upon you. So, and also, umal Hashem lukecha, that Hashem will circumcise you. So again, this is something that God does. God, God is the one who circumcises the inner part, the, who, who performs this priya upon us. So that's the end of the section for today. So that's the end of the section for today. And we'll continue along these lines tomorrow when we get into uh, what it is that we can actually do, even though it's not fully within our control to be able to remove this inner layer of uh, circumcise, this inner layer, there is something that we can actually do to instigate the process. And teaser alert, as I mentioned in the introduction, it has something to do with Staka. So stay tuned for that. And I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.